Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard Flight 785. All right, we're back in the house, Flight 785. I am here. I'm going to set the table for you all right now. So it's uh, hot as Hades outside here in Southeast Texas. I've got the mowers out there just making as much noise as they can, mowing the lawn. So you may hear some, uh, you know, some background noise from time to time. And I've got my dog Jackson here who's just chilling under the desk. So uh, he may have some things to say, you know, from time to time also. So I have a guest here. He is my son. His name is Sean Jones. He is an entrepreneur and he is the CEO of the Gentleman's Driving Club. Now, y'all have heard me talk about the GDC, the Gentleman's Driving Club. They have all kinds of great apparel and it's a lifestyle brand. And we're going to go in and just chit chat, talk about GDC and, you know, how the origins of the whole thing. But I do have Sean here with me. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Going well. Happy to be here. Outstanding, outstanding. But first things first, how are you? How is your health? Uh, doing well, doing well. I have escaped uh, all this COVID-19 craziness and uh, happy to be here. Ready to rock and roll. Oh, good, good, good. Good to know. So the Gentleman's Driving Club, you know, that is uh, you guys... If you check GDC on Instagram, you are close to what about 20, 20 something thousand? About, uh, about to surpass twenty five thousand followers on Instagram. One hundred percent organic in three years. Three years, twenty five thousand on Gentlemen's Driving Club. And tell me about GDC. What is GDC all about? Yeah, so Gentlemen's Driving Club is the fastest growing online community for car enthusiasts. The fastest. So tell me, what made you decide to start GDC? What what was the whole beginning of GDC? So at the time, 2017, um, I was actually in Corpus Christi, Texas. I was managing a restaurant, working 12 hours a day, five to six days a week. And I was like, man, I cannot do this for the next 50 years. I got to start creating my own sources of income and start figuring this whole entrepreneur thing out. Because in the beginning, like I'd been studying uh, being an entrepreneur, business, sales, marketing, all this stuff for years. But I never actually took the leap and actually started until that point where I was somewhat fed up. And I was like, okay, there's no way I can do this for the next 30, 40, 50 years. So Gentleman's Driving Club, basically, you said you, you found something that you like because you love cars, correct? Yeah. And so you said, you know what, I'm just going to jump into it. Well, you know, I had, I knew the foundation of what I needed to do from the studying, from the reading, from the courses, from the YouTube videos I'd watched. I just right. never actually taken action prior to that point. But whenever you start a business, you want to start in something that you are passionate about and something you know about. You want to be the expert in that field. And I've always loved cars ever since I was a kid. I was always playing with little matchbox cars. And um, so as I grew older and got driver's license, so on and so forth, was always at car shows, car events, and anything that had to do with cars, I was in for. So you play to your strengths. 
And that's why I'm doing this podcast because, you know, I play to my strengths, which is talking and, and I'm not into, uh, you know, mechanical stuff, but you know, so anywho, so the gentleman's driving club, what made you decide, uh, to come up with the name gentleman's driving club? Where did that come from? Yeah. So the, the story, I actually have a video about this on my YouTube channel, but, um, it's very interesting. So I was sitting in my living room one night and I was smoking a cigar. Okay. Yeah, we're <laughs> going to have to get uh, into that cigar talk sip, also. Sipping some scotch. Okay. And I was trying to figure out what would be the name for a gentlemanly brand for car enthusiasts. So it's like, how can I incorporate being a gentleman, the car community, uh, James Bond. I already knew I wanted my colors to be black and white. I wanted a real sleek, gentlemanly vibe. Right. And um, honestly, I wrote a few names down on a notebook and one of the names was gentleman's driving club as soon as i wrote that down i knew it was the one i didn't have to go any further right right and you are a big james bond fan right so yes. what is there what is your uh your favorite james bond film or do you have one it's casino royale the 2006 version of casino royale with daniel craig okay so daniel craig's your favorite bond that's the guy that's okay the guy. Me, I'm more of a Sean Connery guy, but anyway, so that's just me. So, so Gentleman's Driving Club, you came up with the name, and then what was your next plan as far as what was the next step in building GDC? Yeah, so essentially all brands, all businesses are just ideas. Um, until you come up with a product or a service, the business is just an idea. And so I had this idea about what Gentleman's Driving Club meant to me, uh, how it made me feel, uh, what we supported, what it was about. And that is simply the idea. And a lot of people have ideas, but they don't know how to monetize them. Okay. And honestly, it, it's pretty simple. Like every business is an idea, but there has to be something you can exchange with a customer right? in order for it to actually be a business. So you have an idea, now you need a product in okay. order to exchange because you, you can't you can't build a relationship with someone until you exchange something. Okay. Well, it's a product, service, intellectual uh, property. You know, you you can't do business. You can't exchange whether it's monetarily or for free with your audience until you come up with the product of your podcast, right? All right, correct. So there's got to be an exchange of value. You're exchanging the podcast content for right. their time. Okay. That's okay. An exchange. So it doesn't always have to be monetarily. But there does have to be an exchange for you guys to provide value to each other's lives. So I said, okay, what's the product going to be? I said, what what do car enthusiasts like? I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to build car parts. I don't All have right. enough money to start my own car company. Okay. Um, what can I exchange with car enthusiasts? And I actually had a buddy at the time. His name was Art. Uh, he had an apparel brand for drummers. He was a musician, a drummer, and he had this apparel brand for drummers and I was like, okay, well maybe I can start an apparel brand. So what I did was, and this is very important for your audience too, especially if they're interested in business entrepreneurship. I gave him a call one day and I said, Hey, I want to take you to dinner. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, yeah I'm going to pay. I want to take you to dinner. He's like, well, why? I'm like that thing you were talking about, your, your apparel company. I want to talk about more. I want to learn what you're doing. Because before we had never talked about that kind of stuff. Right, right. And he was like, okay. So most people won't say no to a free dinner. Right, right. Unless they're like Jeff Bezos or something and their time's extremely valuable. Right. Most people won't say no to free dinner. So okay. Took him out to dinner and uh, spent, you know, 40, 50 bucks on the dinner. 
And for literally two hours, we just talked about how he built his apparel brand, his suppliers, his marketing, how he got his customers to engage with his brand and his content, so on and so forth. I took that two hour long conversation, took the information I learned from that and created an apparel brand that has shipped products to nine different countries across the world, every state in the United States. And produce hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Now, I imagine, you know, after you took him out to dinner and he you were asking him all kinds of questions, he was thinking, what, what is this guy asking me all this stuff for? I'm sure he was like, hey, you know, why are you actually asking me all these questions? And, and you told him, uh, did, I mean, did you tell him, hey, I want to build a, <laughs> a, a an apparel brand? Yeah, or, of course. Of course. I, I said, hey, you know, um, you know, I'm a big car enthusiast. You know, I've had a YouTube channel uh, for car enthusiasts for years. And I think that I want to start an apparel brand for car enthusiasts. And to hit on that again, like if you guys are listening to this, I already had an automotive YouTube channel. Right. Not huge, a couple hundred subscribers, but I was already in the community. And that goes back to starting a business with your strengths right. in mind. So it's not just about passion. Like I'm passionate about a lot of things. Right. I don't I may not have the expertise in those things. Right. I had right. the expertise. I was already in the community. I already had connections. Okay. So you wrote down and, and, and you took to heart everything that art said, and then you formulated the GDC of how you're going to set it all up. I'm sure there were a, a lot of books that you read and a lot of uh, YouTube videos and stuff that you had to do. Talk a little bit about how you exactly had to do that. Yeah. So essentially, like I said before, a brand is just an idea and you have to have a product or service um, to exchange value right. with, your, with, with your audience, with your customers. So apparel was that product uh, initially. And so I now had to create a story that could draw in an audience and my target audience to buy my apparel. Right. No one's ever bought in one of my t-shirts because they thought it was cool. Although we do have very cool designs, they buy it because they buy into the story of okay. what Gentleman's Driving Club is, what it stands for, and it aligns with their values, their beliefs, and their passions. Okay. So now GDC, now it is uh, a unisex brand, correct? Yeah. So so the, the term Gentleman's Driving Club, we get this question all the time, do you guys allow female drivers? And absolutely we do. Um, it's just the same as... Um, James Bond as a franchise, they've not necessarily been sexist. However, you know, the story of James Bond is the story of James Bond. He's a womanizer, right? Right. And that never really has been a criticism from the franchise, right? right. It's never really been an issue. Right. The same thing with the brand. You know, it's called Gentleman's Driving Club because we do want to have that gentlemanly vibe. However, right. we do allow uh, females in the club, and it is a unisex brand, absolutely. And with your 25,000 uh, people that are following on Instagram, you have a good amount of females on uh, following GDC, correct? Yeah, I mean, whenever you get into these, you know, esoteric names and whenever you get into these um, audiences, especially in the car community, you got to know your target audience. We don't exclude anyone, but we know our target audience. Right. 95% male. Okay. 5%. Uh, female. Okay. So now with the GDC and you went ahead and you said, Hey, you started GDC, got everything trademarked and all that good stuff. What issues, uh, I guess I could say, what issues did you run into that you didn't think that you, what came out of left field basically that you did not see coming? Yeah. So I, um, the biggest thing was I thought once I created Gentleman's Driving Club, I had the website up, I had the idea down, the apparel made and ready to ship, that 
I was going to just start getting sales. Okay. And although I did have a background in reading a lot of books, taking courses, so on and so forth, you don't actually learn everything you need to learn until you start doing it. Okay. So what I found was after the initial literally week, the first week I launched, you know, I did a great job marketing to friends, family, acquaintances. Um, and I marketed to them. They bought my product. I made a few hundred dollars off friends and family. And then the money stopped. Okay. And I was like, wow, this, you know, this isn't going the way I was. I was posting on social media every day. Right. So on and so forth. But I wasn't making any sales. Okay. So this went on for literally maybe like three days. And I'll be honest, this was a very quick pivot for me because, like I said, I already had the background. Like, I already had the knowledge and the education right. going into it. But I said, okay, what am I missing here? And what I was missing was a sales process. Okay. Okay. And for those of you who are in sales, you you understand this. You probably already knew it was coming. But those of you who are not, every business has a sales process. How do you take a customer from being a lead to an actual paying customer, you need a process, you need okay. a method. So, you, you know, you have to you have to run an ad, you have to create an ad, you have to run an ad, you have to have a medium to grab that customer's information, such right. as an opt-in, a landing page, then, or an email, you know, opt-in to, to get their email. Then you have to market to them your offer. You have to tell them why they should buy from you, what they're buying from you, okay. so on and so forth. And you have to convince someone who's never heard of you right. to like you and your brand okay. and do business with you. Because people people do business with people they know. Right, right. And if they don't know you, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to sell to them. So what I did was I said, okay, how do I create the sales process? So, all right, first, where are my customers? My customers, car enthusiasts, they're on Instagram. Right. Okay? So I said, okay, that's where they're at. Now, how do I reach them? Well, I don't have any money to spend on ads yet. So how do I reach them? Oh, I can direct message people. Effort. Okay. When whenever you don't have money, right, you need to use energy. Okay. Energy and money are the same thing. All right. If you don't have in the lack of money, you need energy, and in the lack of energy, you may need money. Okay. Okay. So I said I can use my energy even though I don't have any money, and I can DM hundreds of people a day with my offer. Okay. And so essentially, I didn't just DM them my offer and say, "Hey, get fifty percent off." Blah 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 blah. What I did was I told them the story. I said, "Hey." My name is Sean Jones. I'm the founder and CEO of Gentleman's Driving Club. We are a car enthusiast brand who believes in yada, 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 yada. Is this something you would be interested in? Okay. If it was no, we moved on. Right. If it was yes, we gave them more information. Okay. And then we told them how they could join the club, which included selling them products and services. Okay. And that's essentially how I got started in the process. I knew I needed a sales process. You have to have systems and process if you're going to run a business. Okay. So with GDC, it's been, it was launched in January, 2017, right? Correct. Okay. So now with, I know with, you know, with all businesses, they change uh, along with the times. How has GDC changed from uh, as far as even offering new products or uh, different things? How has GDC changed? Yeah, so originally we were just an apparel company. That was my medium to exchange with my audience. Okay. But once again, GDC is just an idea. Every brand is just an idea. It's not the product that actually makes the brand. It's the idea. So now we actually, a small percentage of the revenue that we produce comes from apparel. The vast majority of it is from club memberships. We have an online car club, which actually worked well with the current times. Right. uh, with With people not being able to go out. 
uh, to car shows and car meets and things like that. So we have chat rooms, forums, uh, and places online to where car enthusiasts can go on and collaborate um, in a variety of different ways. And right. so now we are seeing that Gentleman's Driving Club is not just uh, a t-shirt company, but an actual car community. Right, right. So now question, who inspires you as far as pushing forward with GDC? Was there any particular people that inspired you, books that you read or anything like that, that propelled you forward or helped you along this journey? Yeah, absolutely. I would say three figures that really helped along the way. Uh, three online mentors. Okay. Uh, and actually, you know, I've met him in person as well, uh, a few of them, but uh, Glennon Cameron was a gentleman. He's a YouTuber. Okay. Um, Ty Lopez and Grant Cardone. Okay. Um, I guess at the time, you know, they all played instrumental parts. Glendon Cameron played a big part because he showed me that I could actually do it and that there were tons of opportunities out there. Right. Um, Ty Lopez was one of the first internet marketers to do it in a big way Okay, and advertise on social media at, you know, at scale. Right. And so he showed me, Hey, the scale of the internet and why you need to start an internet business. And then Grant Cardone just, I mean, out of this world, just 10 X everything. If you know who that guy is, then, you know, you're clued into all this. So Grant Cardone is the real estate guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's the real estate guy. Yeah. yeah. He blows everything up. He 10 X's as That's they right. call it. That's right. So he, you know, so real quick, Grant Cardone, you know, I, I don't want to butcher this story, but he had a, uh, he had an issue with his, uh, he tells a story <laughs> about his jet, which I love yeah. this story. Okay. So Sean, you want to tell the story of his jet or? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. full, full disclosure, um, I've been to four or five Grant Cardone events. I've read all of his books. I'm definitely a part of 10 X nation. Uh, but see, Grant had a little issue. Hold on. Let me stop you right there, okay? <laughs> let me stop you right there. There is only one nation, okay? And that one nation is the Raider Nation, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders, the Raider Nation. There is no, uh, you know, Cardone Nation. You know, if they or, had some 10X in their life, they might be able to win some more games. Uh, okay. But. Okay, pause. Uh, there's no Steeler Nation, Bronco Nation, Chief Nation. There's only one nation, guys, and that is the Raider Nation. Shout out to the Raider Nation. So go ahead, John. Go ahead. Tell us about the story about yeah, Grant. So, so, so here's the story. Um, so Grant Cardone, this was probably two years ago, three years ago now. It was about, you know, October, November, December time. And Grant had a big tax bill. His accountants came back to him and said, hey, look, you're going to have to pay $50 million in taxes. Okay, that's a lot of money. Yep. He's like, you're going to have to pay $50 million, $50 million in taxes. Okay. Right? And... You know, he's going back with the accountant saying, you know, we can, that's not possible. We're not paying $50 million in taxes. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Right. Right. And the accountant's like, well, um, you could spend part of it here, here, here. Right. So just piecemeal you know, it, you know, so a little so here, a little there. Right. Right. And then he was like, well, what if I buy this Gulfstream? Okay. Right. Gulfstream is a jet. Very nice jet. Millions of dollars. Okay. $50 million jet. Okay. Okay. So you got a $50 million tax bill and there's a jet sitting out there that's worth $50 million. Yeah. So as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you you get to play the tax game. If you don't have an LLC, you don't get to play the tax game. Okay. But, th but this is how this works. So he gets with the accountant. The accountant's like, this is a stupid purchase. Don't make this purchase. Right. The fuel alone's ridiculous. Right. You don't travel enough, so on and so forth. Right. Okay. And, 
one thing you got to understand is the accountant works for Graham. Right. It ain't the other way around. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, so Graham says, okay, we're going to we're gonna buy the $50 million jet. Okay. So what happens is when you deduct $50 million from your tax bill, right. your taxable income, you're not going to have to pay that in taxes. Right, right. right. Because it's a business expense. Right. He's a motivational speaker. He goes to all the conferences. Right. He's, he's a real estate guy, so he's got to travel to see property. Right, right. So let me so let me add in to this story, uh, so to even make it more juicier. So and this is true. This is true what happened. So basically, Grant, uh, you know, there's a fifty million dollar tax bill. He sees this jet and he says, "Well, let's just call you know Gulfstream and ask them if they have any jets." So he had what well, he had as an accountant call Gulfstream, whatever, yep. Yep. and Gulfstream is like, "Hey." We don't have any jets. We, you know, we build these things to order, you know, so we don't have any jets available to give you right now. Now, granted, uh, you know, Grant is on a time crunch here. He's got to get this stuff done. Got to right? spend it by the end of the year. He's got to spend this money by the end of the year. Gulfstream's like, sorry, we don't have any Gulfstream jets right now for you. So what Grant does is this is what they told his accountant. So what Grant does is he tells his account accountant, just mail a check to Gulfstream. Wire them a check right now. Wire them a check right now. And Grant didn't say how much it was, but he he wired them a check, okay, to Gulfstream from Grant Cardone. And then next thing you know, what? A, a jet, jet becomes available. A jet the became guy, available. The guy said, I in all of my years of working with rich, famous people, no one has ever just wired me a check for the money like that. So he wires, they wire Gulfstream a check for X amount of dollars. I believe within 60 days he had the jet. He had the jet and thus lowered his tax liability. He wrote that off as a business expense, correct? 100%, $50 million. So, you know, and, you know, not to go into a tangent, but Jeff Bezos, you said he doesn't pay any taxes for Amazon. No, no, no. Everybody saw the story this year. Amazon.com paid $0 in taxes. And they make, what you say, billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. And Amazon paid zero money in taxes. That's right. So it's all about business and, and how you go around uh, handling things it, like that. Yeah, so the way I describe this briefly is that the game of money in this country is that it's a game and the rule book is the tax code is right. the tax laws right and if you learn the rules to the game if you read the rule book if you understand the rule book then you can win the game right. of money in this country right and the thing is that people want to win the game of money but they don't want to read the rule book right right and business owners are forced to read the rule book so now let's let's steer back real quick to uh, GDC. So how many uh, different countries has GDC? Well, they've shipped internationally, correct? Yeah, well, confirmed nine countries. I'm sure there's more. Okay, but confirmed. Uh, you can find our apparel in nine different countries. So just to think that 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 would blow your mind that you started GDC way back in 2017, and now you've sold a ton of merchandise, and you have people in other countries internationally wearing your stuff. How does that make you feel? Uh, it feels great. And honestly, you know, the scale and leverage of the internet allowed me to do that because that wouldn't have been possible 30 years ago. Right, right. Now, having GDC, you got people wearing your shirts all over the place. Have you ran into someone wearing the GDC gear? Um, I have. I okay. Have, I have once or twice. Uh, it, it has happened. Right. Did you go up to him and be like, hey, uh, you know, the, this is my my a company or what'd you do? Um, 
No, I just kind of, I just look and I'm like, hey, you know, nice shirt. Nice yeah. <laughs> you know what? That, that's that. Stay humble, guys. Stay humble. I don't know if I would have done that. If it, if it would have been my shirt, I, I, my company, I've been like, hey, hey, I, uh, I'm, I'm the CEO of this company, but you know what? You do you. That's, that's a good feeling. You, you know, what was interesting was, uh, even early on when I started selling apparel, Right. You know, I was expanding my product line okay. uh, to, to different things. And I would call a company to make uh, my brand a product. And the guy literally, it was a vinyl wrap shop. And okay. I was calling him to get a quote on some more decals. All right. And he literally sent me a picture. He said, I just had a guy in my building with your hoodie on it. Oh, wow. I'd never heard of your company before you called me. Right. And he had a he had a client who's getting his car wrapped, come in with my hoodie on. That is crazy. And that was, that was when that happened, I was like, okay, this is real. Right. Right. And you know, it, it, it should just, you know, have a great feeling of accomplishment of wearing GDC gear, sending it out to people. You've got 25,000 on Instagram, you know, it's, it's blowing up. You know, I'm, I, for one, like to say that I'm very proud of you as far as blowing GDC up and what, what's the future for GDC? What do we also got going on? Yeah. So the, the future of GDC is this, um, we are going to continue building our online platform, uh, the GDC online cars and coffee. Yeah, Talk about that real quick. Tell, tell the, to a normal person, what is the cars and coffee for GDC? Yeah. So if you're a car enthusiast, you've been to cars and coffee in your, in your cities, basically, um, you know, Saturday or Sunday of the month, um, everyone comes out to big old parking lot. Everyone parks their cars, usually a lot of very, very nice high end cars, right. Uh, attend. And it's just a day to enjoy all the beautiful cars, uh, walk around, view them, take pictures, so on and so forth. Um, but at these cars and coffee events, you know, you meet other car enthusiasts, there's booths where you can buy merchandise, where you can buy apparel, so on and so forth, and really connect, collaborate, talk about each other's cars, builds, uh, ask for modification advice, repair advice, so on and so forth. Right. And so basically, I took that experience and brought it online. So now we have uh, our own private Discord group as well as an app in development um, to where you can literally do everything that you would do at Cars and Coffee in person online. Okay. So... You can go online, you can chit chat with car enthusiasts from all over the world and just collaborate because, you know, with everybody with COVID and everything kicking off, you know, people all can't gather in groups with their cars and stuff. Right. We've got photo galleries. We've got places for repair and modding advice. Um, We actually have several mechanics, uh, vinyl wrap detailing companies who are on the platform that can help you out with anything that you need on that front. Also, we have a section where you can organize meets and shows. So if you're so inclined to do so, uh, whether it's now or at a later date, once things clear up a little bit, um, it's a great place because we have drivers, like I said, in every state in the U.S. and in nine different countries. So if you're a car enthusiast who doesn't really know a lot of people, maybe you just moved to a new city, you can hop right in and say, hey, who's from St. Louis, Missouri and wants to cruise? Okay. Okay. So now tell me about the Houston uh, car club scene. How are you, how is GDC involved with that? Um, so at the moment we are pretty inactive to be honest, just because of the COVID uh, because of COVID right. and everything going on like that. 
Uh, we wanted to put on a car meet this summer, kind of our first official one. Right. Uh, but with everything going on, we just postponed that. But we do plan on having um, some smaller car meets and then leading up to a big car meet slash show okay. um, here in the future. But, you know, before all this started, you know, I would go to shows, go to meets, so on and so forth. And um, some of the later night events as well. Right. And uh, These later night events that <laughs> have some rather... Questionable things. Some going of them on. end up on the news. Some okay, well, all right. Well, yeah, we'll leave it at that. That's a good. That's, <laughs> that's a good. Yeah, that's good. They end up on the news. Okay, all I right. Mean, we're we're for, we're for car enthusiasts from uh, someone who literally just likes to put stickers on the car, all the way to people making a hundred uh, a thousand horsepower right uh, machines. Whether you like racing or just you know racing on the track, racing on the street. What whatever your cup of tea is, if it has to do with your passion for the car community, right? Uh, GDC is a place for you to call home. So let me uh, lob you an easy question: um, What are your two dream cars that you would like to have in your garage? Just just to kick around with. This you know, isn't your daily driver. Your your two dream cars. What are they? I'll be honest. I need a ten car garage. Okay. All right. I see. You. I see you. a ten car garage. All right. Yeah, like twenty one Savage. We we need a ten car garage. Twenty one Savage. I don't know who she is, but uh, please continue. So, um, what do we got? Sixty seven Mustang fastback. Yeah, I mean, it had to be a fastback Mustang. Right. Okay. And um, probably um, probably a Huracan. Okay, so Lamborghini. Yeah, Lamborghini Huracan. Okay. Yeah, Mustang, probably. So. so Lamborghini over McLaren. You know, I've driven a McLaren before. Okay. Loved it. Right. I haven't actually driven a Lambo before. Right. So I need to drive one and then make a decision between the Lambo and the Huracan. Okay, okay. Or between the Lambo and the, the McLaren. The problem is okay. the McLaren's faster. All right. McLaren's faster, hands down. But 100 miles an hour is 100 miles an hour. Yeah, but we don't go 100. Okay. <laughs> we go within the we're, applicable we're, speed we're, limits, we're, correct? We're going 200. So, okay. Now, so, wait a minute now. You know, We go McLaren, within the speed limit. The, the McLaren, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> the McLaren you is guide. faster, Okay. but the Lamborghini sounds better. Okay. And All right. There is some, some notion to the fact that 100 miles is 100 miles because... You're not going to be driving 200 miles per hour all the time. So right, right. You are going to want to enjoy the other features of the car, including the sound. The sound of the McLaren is not bad. Don't get me wrong. Right. Um, but it isn't the naturally aspirated, you know, V10 engine that, right. that Huracan has. And no love for Ferrari because Ferrari, that's my car. Yeah. A, a red Ferrari. That's what I need in my garage. Yeah. You would think I like Ferraris. You know, I like cigars. I like golf. I like scotch. Right, you know, right. Old white man shit. Right? Okay. You know what? <laughs> really? Uh, I, but I'm Ferrari. Pause. But Ferrari. Shout I'm out just, to Ferrari. <laughs> shout out to Ferrari. <laughs> I've just never been about the Ferrari. I'm, I'm all about that the, Ferrari. I've been, been about the Lambo life. Uh, you know, if the daily driver will be a, a, a Camaro SS, nothing crazy. And uh, that Sunday driver will be that Ferrari. Beautiful red one. Like Magnum used to drive. Can you dig it? See, but see, you had a role model, and, the, and the, the, that's why you like the Ferrari. Well, yeah, I had somebody on, yeah, somebody on TV, not a role model, but somebody on TV that I watch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, for uh, us millennials, it's Lambo or nothing. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Lambo or nothing. If, if you're not rocking the Lambo, then you ain't nothing. Okay, you know? I hear you. So, uh, tell me, tell me, uh, give me your social handles and everything for Gentlemen's Driving Club and all that. Yeah, so you can find us on Instagram. Facebook, YouTube, all Gentlemen's Driving Club. Okay. 
M E N S, gentle M E N S, yeah, gentle men's driving club. Okay, and uh, your social media handles. You want to holler those out or it's a uh, personal, uh, either yeah, whatever you want. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the official Sean Jones. Okay, uh, but I'll be honest with you. Follow me at Gentleman's Driving Club. That's where I do all my posting. Try to try to keep a business, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, we're not gonna get into uh, we're not gonna get into uh, when uh, I, Sean was driving uh, his uh, Corvette and I was driving a Volkswagen Jetta Sport at the time, and I dusted him off uh, on the streets of Houston one time. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for that four cylinder that Volkswagen. The, the real story is I didn't want to embarrass him in front of his wife. No, no, no. That, that's that's okay, pause, pause. <laughs> you know, no. Actually, yeah, that Volkswagen Jetta. I, I blew his doors off. Folks. Oh my god. I blew his doors off anyway all right guys we are wrapping it up i appreciate you sean for coming on this is flight 785 gentlemen's driving club is in the house sean you got something else to say to the people what you got um i would just say since we are in a time of uncertainty and we do have severe unemployment um you may need to start your own thing okay and with that being said just enjoy it you know do what you got to do but i think a lot of people coming out of this are going to see that by force working for your own self is uh is the better way to go that's right and if and if you ever want to dust somebody off that's driving a uh, corvette get yourself a volkswagen jetta sport all right we're out this is flight 785 we love y'all